Hello and welcome to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. On this week, we have Father's Day coming up, but you get two celebrations because half the stadiums are celebrating it this weekend and half will be celebrating it next weekend on the real Father's Day, June 19th, 2022. We have that for you. The first two Joes to be fired, average Joes, so to speak. All of this and much more on this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with the great Gary Mack and Rich Baxter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I am Gary Mack, and I'm joined as usual with the great, the one, the only, Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you this lovely evening? Doing great. Thank you for the introduction, Gary. I hope you're doing well as well. I am doing well, and uh, even though my Mets took a trashing last night, or a thrashing, I should say, uh, 7-0, lost two more players. They're dropping like flies, but, uh, uh, you know, what can you do? Uh, There are other injuries going around the league. Mike Trout is uh, hurt, maybe out for a little bit of time. Haven't seen a report, uh, a new report on him, but uh, that's the way it goes. And, And that's why they say it's a marathon and not a sprint in the game of baseball. And Rich, we're almost down to the uh, 100-game remaining mark, uh, 62 games, I think. Uh, The Mets will be at, uh, what are they now, 58th? So by Monday uh, or so, they will be down to 100 games left, and we are really getting into the heart of the season now. Yes, we are. We're getting to that sprint part of the season almost, even though... You know, we're, what, a third of the way into the season almost or heading that way. But, yeah, as we get closer to the All-Star break and things like that, it really puts a spotlight on the league. And as you said, the Mets were hit by pitches yesterday. And your your team is the most hit by pitch of any team in the league. I can't understand why. Yeah, I I don't get it either, and uh, some people say it's uh, the wildness on the behalf of some of these young pitchers that are trying to throw 100 miles an hour. Some say it's because they got rid of the uh, spider tack and the other tacky substance that they were allowed to use, which allowed them to get a greater or a better grip on the baseball, and... um, Major League Baseball is going to have to do something about that, Rich, because there's guys getting hit and uh, somebody's going to get hurt. You know, Um, the Mets have gotten hit in the head a couple of times already. And, you know, luckily they've avoided injuries. And and if we remember last year with uh, Kevin Pillar got hit in the face and uh, somebody's going to get really hurt. And before they do that, I think baseball's got to go back to the look into the at least using the least uh of the two tacky substances if it, look if if you know the pitchers are using it 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 doesn't you know it, it kind of takes away the it doesn't take away the effect of it but at least the batters know what's going on then 
Yeah. And as you said, you know, it's dangerous when they get hit. We saw Pete Alonso uh, go down like, uh, you know, an imploded building. He just went straight down to the ground. And um, some of those other pitches were strange from you, Darvish, as well. And, um, you know, you got to keep a close eye on that because even though uh, Polar Bear there was negative with the x-rays, still a scary, scary thing to see. Yeah, and, you know, those are the preliminary x-rays. We uh, don't know whether or not uh, they were going to take an MRI today. There is no... uh, no word on uh, whether or not they did that and if there's any further news. So we're all kind of here in New York on Tinder hooks waiting to see if there's further news that'll take him out for a little bit of time. And, you know, the game can't afford to have its stars out. Look, if a guy gets hurt, a guy gets hurt. Um, but if he's out on something like this, uh, uh, you know, a broken hand or finger or what, something that takes him out. It, it's not good for the game, and uh, that's why I say they, they may they may have to go back to this tight, some sort of tacky substance. I know they're investigating to find something, I guess, that the, um, the one substance was really tacky, and then they were looking to find something that was... Uh, that can do the job, but a lot less. So, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, maybe they just got to go with the least of of two evils right now, whatever they have available and, uh, work from there because again, somebody could get very hurt. Yeah. And we have some stories, the first couple managers in baseball being fired, some other great stories for this show. And we thank uh, our Facebook Viewers out there, we're streaming this live to Facebook on our page for the Baseball Talk Radio Show, so you can check that out and uh, be notified when we go live on Facebook. So uh, a rare midweek show for us this week, covering both weekends for us here. But uh, as of today, Gary, all-star balloting opened up uh, for the first wave of votes for your picks there for the 22 all-star ballot. Let's take a look at what's going on here. And I just found this out when I set up to do the show here. So we've got uh, all the first base selections here, just about one from every team (laughs) looks like. (laughs) I think that's what they do. They put one from every team. Yeah. A lot of of choices. Yeah. (laughs) So we're scrolling through here uh, on the live feed here. Um, if you're watching a video feed on either Facebook or YouTube. And, uh, yeah, ton of choices here. Uh, even the rookie for the Phillies at, you know, at third base there. He doesn't like Citizens Bank Park. But you can vote for him if you want, you know. <laughs> <laughs> One player from each team for each position. And I... They never used to do this when they had the paper balloting. They didn't have enough room for all these players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, nowadays the digital they can. And Rich, you know, I 
I have to do something this year with my ballot that I never did before, and is that is I have to vote for a designated hitter. I usually skip that um, in in the because uh, um, it was only in the American League, so I didn't care. Uh, this year, though, with the universal designated hitter, it kind of forces me to um, vote for one. And I'll tell you, it's really. Uh, Nobody I can think of that really stands out because teams have sort of gotten away from that, you know, one guy that they they want to keep as a designated hitter, and uh, uh, they've kind of spread it out to give guys rests and, and whatnot. And uh, so I I don't know. I guess uh, it might be Harper I'd have to vote for in the National League. Uh, being that he, with his arm, he's become the designated hitter for yeah. uh, the Phillies. But, uh, you know, other Nelson Cruz really is uh, um, the only guy that would be the traditional sense a uh, designated hitter. So uh, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, as you said, they're uh, spreading it out. On some nights, some of these teams, and um, not necessarily like you would think from the old days in the American League. So you and I are getting used to the designated hitter. I, I've taken to it a lot easier than I thought I would. I thought I would have a uh, distaste for it, but I, I hardly notice the difference, um, except for a little bit more offense. So it's really cool to have more offense in a game. And not have the pitcher come up. He's almost always an instant out, usually. Uh, I still can't. Still, I still don't like it. Um, I, I do miss the, the, the pitcher hitting. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just something about it that just rubs me the wrong way, I, I guess. Um, just not a fan of it. Mm. But what are you going to do? It's here, and it's not going to go anywhere. So we're stuck with it. So on this digital balloting, it says here, during the first phase of voting, there's a limit of five ballot submissions per single valid email address during any 24-hour period. So pretty cool um, that you can vote up to five times there per valid email address. So um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people voting in this. And the paper ballots are the way of the dinosaur, Gary. I guess we won't find them around the ballpark. <laughs> no, no more, Rich. And uh, it's a kind of a shame, but, you know, you, you can stuff the ballot box here just as well. Look, you can have uh, four or five emails and five times a day you can vote. That's if you if you're of that ilk. That's 25 times you could vote. And there are probably people that have programs that have much more, uh, you know, um, email addresses might be in the hundreds for all we know. And wow. that they know how to rig these things and just go and, and vote it. So um, if you remember a couple of years ago, they threw out like, what was it, a million votes or something? Uh, because yeah. uh, it was they they found out it was all from one area and it it seemed to be uh, 
uh, a real, uh, um, you know, a stuffing of the ballot box, and uh, they threw out like a million votes. Um, so, you know, nothing's foolproof anymore, and uh, it's really kind of a shame. I wish there was a way they could... Uh, Cut it down in, uh, you know, one vote. Well, you don't need this many, but I think they want to have the numbers in the millions so it looks good, you know? Look yeah. at all the baseball fans, and I guess that's why they do it. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, there are guys that should be on it and guys that will get on that probably don't deserve it. and. It, it it's almost like it's uh, become a popularity contest. Yeah, phase one of the voting uh, started today, goes through June thirtieth. As we said, you can vote five times per day, any twenty-four hour period. Uh, top two vote getters at each position um, advance to the finals, and then the finals are from looks like July fifth to July eighth. You'll vote one time per day and vote for the starters for each position. So um, very cool. Of course, the All-Star Game this year in Los Angeles. So Tinseltown gets another great showcase to, um, you know, present the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, at Dodger Stadium... And uh, as long as the Dodgers don't wear those ugly blue uniforms again, uh, we're okay. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another story for another day. Yes, it is. And, um, and I just wanted to let our listeners know. I know uh, I was talking about it last week, but I did get my military hat in <laughs> over the week. I didn't take it out of the box yet, though, so uh, you might have to wait till next week's show. Okay. <laughs> well, you were talking about that, so you pulled the trigger on it, you bought it, and uh, uh, good luck with it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll, I'll wear it well. And, of course, this upcoming weekend is the Father's Day weekend for MLB. They'll have uh, celebrations wearing yet another style hat. They're like blue logos in the middle mm -hmm. of the hats, uh, iridescent type of blue <laughs> for all uh, teams. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll get one of those hats. I'm going to pass <laughs> on that. But, it's uh, too much. Yeah. But and they're not going, cheap either. No, no, you could, you know have a small fortune in hats all of a sudden not oh. that they were ever really cheap but um yeah but now the stadiums will be giving away something this weekend for the dads as well usually on sunday so if you're going out to the ballparks uh enjoy the game and enjoy your gifts dads out there and uh there's a couple of dads out there though that won't be enjoying so much and those were, you mentioned earlier, we've had the first two managers fired in this season. And one of them was uh, from your team, the Philadelphia Phillies. They fired Joe Girardi. And, uh, I, you know, I was kind of surprised and I wasn't surprised at the same time. Um, especially after, you know, uh, that last series he had and... Uh, 
Robbie Thompson or Rob Thompson has taken over. Not Robbie Thompson that was with the Giants. This is another Rob Thompson. He has taken over the interim manager and he's undefeated so far. So um, was it uh, Joe Girardi or was it just uh, they needed a change and to clean out some of the laundry in there? <laughs> yeah, um, that's an interesting topic because a lot of sports writers were writing that it was the combination of players put together on the Phillies that actually was the cause for it. So, But whatever the case, it seems like something happened to the Phillies because they've been going on a winning streak ever since. Uh, they've pulled out some dramatic wins. Uh, and I think it was the spark that was lit under the players personally, you know, a lot of fingers were pointing right back at them, of course, for being the reason that Joe Girardi got fired. And the same with Joe Madden out on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. They happened to be playing in Philadelphia last weekend, and they were on the tail end and still of a big losing streak. I think they're up to 12 games on a losing streak. So yeah, yeah. 12 or 13 now. So um, Joe Madden let go. And it was a very similar thing. He didn't think he was going to let get let go, um, and he didn't agree with it. In some interviews, he said he didn't think that he uh, warranted that. Well, you know, they can't blame the, the the whole team, so they get rid of the manager. And you know, they lost, as you said, twelve in a row. I think it was, and and now they might have lost. It might be up to thirteen now. Um, they have not fared as well. They have not won since Joe Madden was let go. I think they played a game or two. Uh, yeah. The Phillies are like 4-0, though, since they let Girardi go. Uh, interesting, though, how two guys that have won world championships as the managers, and everybody thought they were top-shelf managers, and, and they are, uh, you know, uh, I never thought that when when Madden went to the Angels, I never felt like it was a good fit for him. I don't know why. It just didn't seem like a good fit. And as we, as it turns out, it, it wasn't. Um, same thing with Girardi. I just couldn't see Girardi in uh, uh, Philadelphia. Um, I, I, and I can't explain why it was just that, that kind of a feeling where, you know, um, you see the guy, he's with the Yankees, he was with the Cubs, he was with the Marlins Cubs would have been a better fit probably for both guys, um, than, uh, Madden left the Cubs, but, um, I just didn't think it was a good fit there. And, uh, as it turns out after a couple of years, it's not. Um, but that's the game, you know. You get hired to be fired, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. And it just goes to show you some of even the biggest names can fail at their jobs. And, and uh, you know, it's always fascinating to me, though, that, that how good a guy that was so good at Tampa Bay, like a Madden, and in such demand... And then go to a place like this and, and fail. And uh, same thing with uh, with Girardi. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and and AJ Hinch, we'll see how that works out. He's at Detroit after being leading Houston to a world championship. So we'll see how that'll work out as well. He'll get along their rope because of the uh, uh, fact that they are a rebuilding team and very young. So, um, but it, it's a very interesting thing that the uh, how these things set up and and uh, they work out. Yeah, I wonder if Joe Madden might have a an in at Philadelphia, possibly. I'm not sure. Uh, both managers were what they call lame duck managers because they had new GMs installed after they actually were hired. So that's what they call the lame duck manager. So, you know, that might have something to do with it. Uh, certainly all the negativity around losing uh, had something to do with it. And the, let's look at the facts. The Los Angeles um, Angels haven't really won anything lately. So what are they expecting? Are they expecting to go right into the World Series? <laughs> um, I know they had two fourth finishing places, but they've been kind of a dreadful team. They've never really accomplished too much in the last few years. Uh, Madden's in the final year of a three-year, $12 million contract. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he, if the Phillies would entertain hiring him. He's certainly a veteran manager like a Buck Walter. He knows how to be inventive with players. He knows how to have a little fun during the season. You always mm -hmm. uh, read about the antics where they're dressing on different trips, on you know, in different uh, garb and stuff. So. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, both careers as they go yeah, on. Yeah, uh, it will be. And, and of course, uh, Girardi being the younger of the two, uh, he's in his 50s, I think. And mm -hmm. um, Madden must be about 68, 69 by now. Uh, not that that's old, mind you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He, he's getting in my neighborhood, or he's in it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what happens, you know. And some people will say, well, you know, look at uh, you get to a certain age, it becomes tough with these new kind of plays. Uh, Tony LaRusso struggling this year even, and he's, what, 127? Uh, you know, uh, I think what would kill Joe Madden was they had gotten off to a pretty good start. The angels at one place were in first place in the division. And then, you know, this losing streak really, really hurt him. Uh, you know, had it been five games and then they turned it around, won a couple of games. You go, man, you go 10 deep. 11 deep, 12 deep, that's, wow. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's bad. I, you know, the, it's like the Mets, they, they've had two or three, you know, I think they had a two two-game losing streaks and then won a game. So, uh, you know, that that's what keeps you in a race, I think. You, you, you have to avoid those long winning streaks and, um, the angels losing didn't streaks. do that. Yeah, losing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to avoid the winning, the long winning right. streaks. You want to avoid, avoid the, the long losing streaks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Well, 
collecting cards has been reemerging as we've been talking about here on the show almost each week. And this week, um, a new service was launched by eBay. And part of collecting cards, I don't know about you, Gary, if you have any cards stashed away, you, sometimes you don't know where to put them. And, you know, you might have some in your bookcase. You might have some in a special place where you keep cards in like a box or something like that. But at least that's the way my story is. But eBay has opened up a trading card vault service as of now, or pretty soon I think you can sign up for it. And what it is is cards valued at $750 or more per card can be housed in a 31,000-square-foot, 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week secured temperature-control facility in Delaware. Company officials at eBay say the vault can be used by collectors to sell and buy graded cards without shipping them and also puts eBay in the mix for offering cards via fractional shares. So you can invest in, like, um, you know, a real old card that's, worth a lot of money and own, you know, 5% of it or whatever as an investment. So uh, they're always thinking about making money there. If you're watching our video uh, portion of the show, I got a little picture of what this place supposedly looks like. And um, the cards can be bought and sold, and you don't have to worry about shipping them because they're going to always be housed in this eBay uh, vault if you want them to stay there. So, uh, pretty cool on this. Ah, but that takes all the fun out of it. <laughs> you can't hold the card. Uh, you can't hold the card, you know. Uh, it's like, I like a book, too. Uh, you know, yeah. I the digital books just don't, it's not the same. I like to hold it in my hand. I like to... The, the tactile or how whatever yeah. you call it feel of everything and, and yeah. I I like to go look at my baseball cards and and I have nothing of any value believe me <laughs> <laughs> but but it's fun to look back and say oh I remember that guy or even the, the commons we used to call the commons you know where they had yeah. 15 uh, cards of uh Oh, I don't know, Mike uh, uh, Kruger or something or other. Or, you know, you'd, you'd get he'd be. It seemed like some guys would be in every pack. Yeah. Um, I miss those days. Uh, yep. uh, and uh, to uh, our listeners, on uh, we have the Jeff watching us on uh, on Facebook right now. No, Jeff, it is not Sunday. You're not all screwed up. <laughs> We are doing a midweek show, and uh, he wanted us to know that he's using an R.A. Dickey card right now as a bookmark. So, see, right. people want to use those cards. And, Very uh, cool. You know, I, I don't know. This just, I guess it, I, I could see something like a Hannes Wagner card, something along that line. You want to protect it and all of that. But um, I, I don't understand all of these partial investment things. You know, now there's, yeah. there's companies that you can sign up for and you can buy like a half of a stock or something. Or yeah, fractional. It, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, you know, I, I'm 
as I say, I must be getting old because I don't understand that. I don't understand cryptocurrency at all. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think I'm pretty good on computers, but this stuff, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have the time and I don't have the energy for and um uh, maybe <laughs> it's me and my and it's a loss for me right. not understanding it but uh I I I like um I like a baseball card and uh, our friend Jeff brings up the point that he doesn't get the digital cards either. And right. I agree. I, I looked at them, you know, and they say, oh, trade with your friend. What am I trading? I'm trading a digital picture here trading that I nothing. can get anywhere on the Internet. Why do I have to pay money to, to buy this digital thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh can you flip it over? Can you look at it? I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and Jeff wants to know what is an NFT. I have no yeah. idea. Do you have any idea what he's what that is? It's it's essentially the same thing. It's a digital asset. It's an what they refer to as a non fungible token. So it's something that exists in the cloud so to speak and uh maybe we'll have a guest on sometime uh that would be able to give us a better understanding of but it's that virtual type of ownership of something um you know something that's designed something that's yours and no one else's but uh to get back to the vault here, it'll, by 2023, it'll be expanded to include items from collectible categories and luxury goods. Within a few years, eBay claims the vault will hold up to $3 billion in assets, making it one of the largest stores of non-governmental assets in the world. So, uh, you know, they, they know how to make money, eBay. And, you know, collecting cards is hot again, so they're, they're right in the right area to do that so does that mean you can put your renoir and your matisse <laughs> your digital uh, oh you're di <laughs> well i maybe maybe you can i mean you know you maybe just gave him another idea <laughs> <laughs> and uh george is watching us too i don't know where george is from he, he doesn't say but hi george and hi jeff uh, and thanks for tuning in tonight and yep. Uh, I hope the Jeff that that answers your question about the NFT. Uh, I still have no idea what the heck Rich was talking about, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. And Rich, I saw this story a week or so ago, and uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the designated hitters on the All Star ballot. And one guy that the uh, the Mets took a chance. Made a trade a couple of years ago, got a uh, a, a huge contract in Robertson Cano, uh, and they let him go. They're gonna pay him like I don't know what it is thirty something million dollars, forty million dollars. They bought it out. They they just let him go because there was no place, wasn't hitting, and uh, you know couldn't. Uh, uh, his time has come to an end. He was 
couldn't cover second like he used to anymore and, and stuff like that. So he signed a contract with San Diego. Well, less than three weeks after arriving in San Diego, they optioned him to AAA El Paso last Thursday, but he declined the request and became a free agent. So uh, it looks like Robinson Cano is, you know, maybe a team will. I don't think anybody's picked him up so far. Um, you know, could maybe go to Japan or Korea and play over there. Uh, you know, obviously the Mets made the right choice in in releasing him, and here his second team releasing him in a year, and that kind of tells you something when two teams release you in one year. Yeah, it tells you your you know your career's winding down. At maybe a DH somewhere. I don't know. Maybe a playoff team would want to pick him up. I'm not sure, but yeah. Sometimes these careers come down to a sad end, and it looks like in Cano's case, uh, that is the case. So, uh, tough break for him. We'll have to monitor that career a little bit here and let you know what's happening with him. Getting back to the cards real quick, Gary. I love this baseball site, um, a card site actually, and it's called Sports Collectors Daily. I don't know if our listeners have, you know, the card hobby, but if you do, Check out sportscollectorsdaily.com. They're, um, they got a million stories on collecting cards. And um, it's just a wonderful reference to uh, take advantage of. What is it again, Rich? Sports it's Collectors? Sportscollectorsdaily.com. Okay. Yeah. All one word. And uh, I just brought up. For the video viewers and our watchers here on Facebook and YouTube, um, they review cards, um, both new and the older ones. Here was one from 2014 when collecting was fairly big. And, uh, you know, they review it and tell you all about it. Here was Topps Tribute. So there's high-dollar cards that included a lot of nice... Um, collectible cards like autographs and you know they'll put uh sometimes they'll put uniform swatches if you're watching the video here's a tony gwynn swatch of one of his uniforms here but uh they're really cool collectibles and it's a nice place to learn about them on that website okay sports collectors com. yes indeed all right Yep. So, so go check uh, that out. And yep. they are not a sponsor of the show. <laughs> not However, yet. if they'd like to be, we would be more than happy to listen to any uh, <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> any suggestions. And yep. um, we even learn what an NFT is. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll invite one of the guys from there onto the show. We do have a lot of collectors out there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And makes a great Father's Day gift, by the way. If you're thinking about something for your dad, you know, you, um, what better a, a nice gift if they're a baseball fan? A couple packs of cards. I bet you see his face light up with a smile and, you know, you probably have a, an hour of conversation with it. 
You know, it's funny, I, I and I agree. I agree. There's nothing more fun than opening up a pack of cards. Um, the thing I get a kick at is you see these guys on YouTubes, and they do these, I, I forget what the, the term is now, bust opens or break opens <laughs> or something, and right. they'll buy a case of cards and yeah. sit there and open it. And, you know, and they look for, uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, I don't want that. Uh, you know, and and I remember when I was a kid, we'd buy a couple of packs, and boy, it was a big thrill. And you'd look at every card, and you'd touch every card, and you'd read the back of every, even the bad cards. You know, uh -huh. um, and now people don't do that. They just go. They want to get the autograph card, or they want to get the swatch card, or they want to get the uh, the one with the piece of the bat in it i don't even know what you call them or they yeah. want to get the uh legend card or they want to get this or that you know um, they want to get the big money cards gary they're they're i i i guess it's like <laughs> it's like fishing and uh they used to call the guys that just buy individual packs they call them pack rats so uh well, yeah, that's like what I said, was when I was a kid, I bust guess. Bust opens <laughs> out of a box or pack rats, whatever you, you know. I, I bought a pack recently, my first pack in years, and uh, I didn't get anything special. I got like a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. card is probably the top card in the pack. And it was just an impulse buy. Here's a Byron Buxton, you know. Card on well, that's what camera will pick that up. That's what I do once in a while. I, I, if I'm in a store, and I haven't been because of the pandemic, uh, mm -hmm. but it's it's an impulse. I'll buy a pack, and 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 friends, they're no longer a nickel a pack. Yes, I remember when they were five cents a pack, and uh, of course we would work. Uh, to get our 50 cents allowance and go buy a couple of packs of cards. And then we used to do something called flipping. We'd flip yep. the cards and, and uh, two ways against the wall, flip them straight up and on the ground. And, um, uh, and heaven forbid, we would take our doubles and stick them in the spokes of our bicycles. Sure. So when uh, you rode, it would go. Sounded cooler than that. <laughs> with a clothespin, of course. You had, That's you had right. to have the clothespin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, those days are long gone, I guess. Yeah. Um, but when we flipped the cards, it was it was competitive. It, you know, that's how you'd win cards, and and you'd always help. You'd get that guy flipping that would be dumb enough to flip the Willie Mays or the Mickey Mantle, and because uh, uh, no matter how many packs you bought, you never could get it. And the kid that had the money, and you know, his parents gave him a dollar, and he bought twenty packs. He'd get the Mickey Mantle or the Willie Mays or somebody, and. Uh, Boy, you, you you try to trade for them, and that was the other thing we used to do: trade the cards. Yeah. I'll give you two of these, two Stan Musial, yeah, a Gil Hodges, <laughs> yeah, Roberto Clemente, or a Roberto Clemente, and two Reggie Jacksons, yeah, for your catfish hunter or something, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, those were the days. Yep, they were. They were, but uh, enough of living in the past. We have to. Yep. We are living in the future now. So. so we hope everybody has a great Father's Day weekend out there, baseball-themed if you can. And, uh, Gary, I don't know if you have anything else, but I have a, a story here, no. kind of a field of dreams, so to speak, here. Mm. And I just found this on MLB.com yesterday. And it, this baseball field, if you're watching the video, is a field in some Sonoma wine country tucked away. Wow. Very privately, you wouldn't know it's there unless you were at this vineyard. And it's sort of carved right out of the vineyard. And it says you can't see the field immediately from the main tasting room or over the tall, twisted grape stalks while walking around the property. And if you didn't all know, already know it was there, why would you even be looking for it? But <laughs> this ballpark is very unique. Uh, they call it a Secret hidden gem, uh, Boleto Vineyards is where it's located in Sonoma, California. Built in 2002, so it's been there for a while. Wow. And uh, let's see, it looks like it was proposed by the vineyard operations manager back then, uh, Manuel Vallejo, who worked for the Boletos for more than 30 years. Uh, Manuel asked the founder... John Boletto, if they could plow out about four acres for a baseball field. He was playing in a community league, and his team was having a really hard time finding places to practice. So uh, that's the history of this cool sort of, uh, you know, movie-like <laughs> baseball field in the middle of a vineyard. Hey, and I bet those after-practice... Uh... <laughs> get-togethers were pretty good fun too <laughs> yeah yeah plenty of wine go Head right to the it. tasting room right yeah that's very cool so uh sort of a field of dreams there in the middle of your pinot grigio yeah. or your chardonnay <laughs> well that's the beauty of this game and and uh I guess the mystique of some of it and uh, the the passion that people have for it, you know, can't be topped by anything else. Uh, I don't think there's a football stadium uh, field of dreams that uh, is carved out in the middle of somewhere. And, uh, you know, only baseball. Um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. The baseball movies and and the football movies are so different. The, the you know the, the some of the baseball movies are filled with the almost lyrical uh, passion <laughs> and uh, yeah and 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 cheesy and uh, and the football movies are all you know rah 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 yeah this this. Uh, there's just a certain something about the game of baseball that really lends itself to uh, different things. Um, yep. But this is great. And, uh, you know, I bet you there's more gems around like that around the country that we don't even know about that uh, people will be looking for now. Yeah, for sure. Well, 
We thank you for uh, joining us for this version of the Baseball Talk Radio Show, our Father's Day weekend special here. And uh, we'll disconnect from the live stream from Facebook. So we thank you for tuning in. And I think this worked out pretty well, Gary. Yeah, and, and thanks to Jeff and, and to uh, George for tuning in and to everybody else that may have stopped by and tuned in. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you all very soon. Yeah, leave us a message, a comment down there. Share it with your other friends and uh, let them check it out as well. Thanks for watching this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. And we'll get back to you uh, very soon with another show. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone.